to a state of fear. Welcome to a state of fear podcast, the only podcast where two guys take horror films and their true stories that they were based on across all the 50 states, break down the tragic events, and take you on an audio road trip across the United States. We're going to be taking you everywhere from dark towns with sadistic past all the way to the bright lights of Hollywood. So if you're brave enough, we'll post in the locations and the directions to these lovely areas at the end of each episode. And without further ado, I'm your host, Chad, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ron. How's life treating you, buddy? Man, it's uh, it's life, you know? It's a... Uh... So ain't much you can say, especially right now with all the, you know, COVID. COVID's kind of coming to a, it's slowing down a little bit, I guess you could say. So, you know, it's a perfect time for all this. Yeah, no, for sure. COVID, COVID is kind of coming to a, to a halt. It's been very weird, especially on my side of the country. Uh, for those of you who just, this is our first episode. So uh, this, this type of podcast is done a little bit differently. Uh, I, this isn't our first podcast. We've actually done podcasts before in the past, but we have to do these very remotely. We were doing these remotely before remote was cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been doing this mainly because I, I live on the other side of the United States, and my good pal Ronnie here lives in on uh, the East Coast. On the East Coast, in in Tennessee now, right? Is that correct? Oh, no, I'm still for. Oh, sorry. No, I'm in Virginia. <laughs> we promise to try to keep this as PG-13 as possible, but uh, hey, you never know. Sometimes we slip up. And um, also, uh, let's, let me throw a disclaimer out there real quick uh, for anybody listening. Now, these stories could involve murder you know anything like that we're not trying to make fun of any victims anything like that we're trying to bring some light to the darkness but we do like to have fun so if you think that laughing mixed with murder isn't your thing then turn it off now and if you don't then enjoy it exactly and i couldn't have said it better myself so i'll go into a little bit of detail about this podcast so I got this idea a few years ago when I, I pitched a concept to a few of my film school buddies. I, I, I had an idea about traveling across the United States to find our favorite horror film locations, right? The goal was at the end of all this to, to go to, the, to what I, I consider one of the magnum opus of cinema, uh, horror cinema, Evil Dead, the, the cabin location, right? At the cabin location, still to this day, there is a time capsule buried in the ground that that is said to hold the true meaning of not only the movie, but also the true meaning of horror itself. So we were going to go across the United States and visit all these remarkable filming locations and and, and maybe even a few that, that had some dark history tied to them and make it in there. Now... Granted, I, I didn't expect to find anything when we eventually got to the cabin, but it was it was more about the journey, more about the adventure. Now, fast forward to the year 2020, we're kind of living in that zombie apocalypse era anyway, so horrors all around us and traveling became taboo, so we were kind of limited what we could do. And uh, one day I just messaged Ron and I'm like, hey, let's turn this into a podcast rather than turning it into an actual road trip. We can do an audio road trip. Yeah. And needless to say, you had my back, and now here we are. It's how it works, man. Uh, as he said earlier, we know we've had a few other podcasts already. Um, 
And, you know, they they was in our wheelhouse, but at the same time it wasn't. And I think this, us both being, um, especially Chad, you know, being more into the film industry than I am, but we're both, you know, movie buffs. And I think we both uh, enjoy a good horror film, not the not the ones that, you know, they come out with now and not those... Not those sci-fi, you know, you expect everything to happen. You know, the same horror films every year. They're the slashers that you just there's we're talking about good stuff. We're talking about the ones that actually have a meaning behind them. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of here. torture porn. I, I don't like the Saw movies or Hostel or anything like that. I saw think that, I think Saw was cool. The first one was cool when it first came out because it's kind of different. <clears throat> Of course. Oh, but yeah. When, they, when, when it but first when they came out, it was great. Of them, like the Fast and the Furious, <laughs> and it's like it loses its, you know, I get it. You're doing it because these people deserve it for some odd reason. Cool, bro. Do something else. Yeah, exactly. And they're a dime a dozen, and yep. I just can't get into it. But th- that's enough about my opinions on, on cinema. <laughs> uh, so without further delay, let's hop into the car, Ronnie. Let, let's hop into our our audio vehicle, if you will, and let's take a ride down to the state of Florida. Ron, have you ever been to Florida? I have, actually, about three or four times. Really? You never told me about this. Oh, I went when I was, uh, like, I don't know, eight or nine to Disney World. Um, Do you you remember anything? No. Disney World. So so when you got there, which path did you take to travel? Like, how, how did you get... Down oh, that way, dude. I I can't remember. It's been. I mean, you got to think where from where we lived. Like you know where you're from. I mean, we probably hit. I'm think. I'm guessing probably like Interstate eighty one down to oh, forty okay. down to ninety five. It's it. Well, eighty one doesn't go down there, but it's like it turns into eighty, right? Well, no, eighties up in Pennsylvania. It's like eighty one down to forty down to ninety five, then some on down there through Georgia and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's been a while, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's different than it, it's different back then. It what it probably is now. That's, I mm-hmm. mean, but I don't really remember anything. I mean, I was young. I've never been able to fully articulate the, the lay of the land of Florida, the way it is. I've never personally been. Uh, I know it's, it's a very wild state as some of you may already know. I mean, you pretty much can't, scroll through your Facebook feed or flip through the news channel without seeing the headline Florida man followed by something extremely outlandish. Um, I, I what, what's the craziest thing you've probably seen Florida man so far? Oh man. I, I mean, I've seen a lot, but I think one of the best ones I saw was like dude robs a fast food joint with an alligator. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that goes on in Florida. They have the worst luck with weather. In my opinion, humidity is no joke. They can't seem to catch a break during hurricane season. And on top of that, they got gators. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to me, that whole state is just a bunch of nope. If you're from Florida, I, I, I mean no offense to you, but I don't think that there is – I will come and visit. I, I definitely – especially after this episode, I have a whole trip planned. <laughs> but I'm not I'm, – I'm definitely not going to dive into gator turf. I'm not going to move there. Well, I think Florida is more of like a retirement state. But you got to think, like Florida, here's the weird thing about that state. Florida is as south as you can get on the East Coast, but yeah. it's the least southern state. <laughs> yeah, that's 100% true. If yeah. you get it, it's like if you go to Georgia and Alabama and, you know, but in and and the stereotype, you know, whatever, then you go to Florida, it's like, what? 
I mean, and don't get me wrong, the top, you know, the north, the northeast, northwest part of Florida, probably. But you keep going down towards Miami, Daytona, Daytona, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's not what people. I mean, it's it's not what you think it would be being one of the southern states. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely different. Uh, that that's the one thing that everybody always told me about it. My brother is a truck driver. Uh, well, he he was a truck driver a few years back too, but uh, he used to travel a lot more. I don't know if he ever went down to Florida, but I know you know. Definitely, though those further down south states are not quite what you think. Um, really however, not, however, I will say Florida is definitely one of the one of the settings for one of my favorite horror films of all time. I think you know where I'm going with this. Jeepers, creepers! Exactly. Yes, I yeah. love that. I love that movie. I, I absolutely love that. Excuse movie. me. It's. So I love the good. first two. Ah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I'll even go as far to say I love the first movie. Uh, the second one's good, but definitely not as good as that first one. And no, 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 no. But still, I mean, you, you, we can both agree that the third one should have never been made. Oh, that third one, you can just just light it on fire. Let's pretend it never happened. So but before we go into any further details on on this show, gotcha. I. I just want to go ahead and bring up that I'm well aware of the director's past criminal charges. I am not going to touch base on any of that shit. I don't care. I, what he did was wrong. I do not condone any of that. I do, however, separate the man from the art of the actual film. And that's that. I will enjoy mm-hmm. this movie for what it is worth. I do not give a fuck about that man, Victor Salva, whatsoever. So I just wanted to go ahead and air that out before we get started. To be honest with you, I don't know any person, maybe you actually, where you're in those shoes. But um, when I watch a movie, yeah, like say if I watch you know a movie from one of my favorite directors, it's like, oh yeah, it's cool that director made it. But it's like I don't really like think of him ever or her. Sorry, I don't really think of her or him watching that movie it's like i'm not because the movie to me is an escape from reality so that's what i'm saying it as so it's like when chad says you know he's we're exactly we're not condoning any kind of any anything that deals with any movie or anything that we do we're not condoning any of the acts that take place by the people that was involved in the film or involved in the actual story we're not condoning that we're not saying you know they're not wrong whatever we're just going to be speaking about this the movie uh, the story, the story in the movie. Then we're gonna compare it to the real life story. That's all we're doing. Exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I'm, I'm not gonna make this about Salva in any way possible. But what I will say is this: if you have not seen this movie, please do yourself a favor. Shut this podcast off right now. Go watch that movie. You won't regret it. It is Mm-mm. great. The next, go watch that follow up. It's it's a fun time. It's part two. It's not as good, but j- just watch it. Next, stay the hell away from that third movie. Doesn't yep. exist. Nope. So, <laughs> the first film stars Justin Long and Gina Phillips. They're a brother and sister duo, Trish and Derry, short for Darius, as they travel back home across the Florida panhandle. Along the way, they are nearly ran off the road by a crazy driver and an old farm cattle catcher. As they gather their bearings and continue their journey, they soon catch up to the car down the road, 
only to see the driver tossing a bloody sheet down a pipe in an old abandoned church. This sets forth events of the film that slowly turns into a caper that involves the siblings being hunted by a supernatural creature that has somehow learned to drive and developed a hunger for human flesh. Ron, what are your solid opinions about this movie? Dude, where can I start? Uh, gosh, the um, first of all, the Jeeper Creeper, you know? Um, I never really actually knew the creature's name, but that... Nobody does. That, that's, no. I think that's what makes this movie so fascinating is the mystery behind it. Yeah, Everyone keeps asking the director, what is he? What is he? And, and truth be told, I don't want to know. I, I no. used to, when I was younger, I was like, I want to know. But now being older, I, I don't think I want to know because I think that's part of the fun of the movie. No. And like, it's just, I don't remember the exact year it released. I'm pretty it was sure. 2001. 2001. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was eight and I'm not going to lie. Um, that's about 20 years ago. I wasn't, you know, like I was a little kid that, um, it, it, uh, it, it creeped me out pretty bad. So it's, it's like a creepy ass movie. Exactly. <laughs> and like, it's just at that time, all we had was like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. We had slasher flicks. We had, we had a few good, like, you know, like, um, what are they called? Uh, Anywho, this was one of the first ones, I think, that really kind of uh, brought, like, uh, a cryptic, I mean, in a new age, let's put it that way, in a, in a new age, new millennium, a cryptic, just brought up to a table in a totally different lot. 100%. Like, like th- this this movie ranks in my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. Just oh, pure, Just for the pure sense of anxiety that you feel for the characters, yep. these, these guys are chased Every for for twenty four straight hours, the characters are chased, only for the outcome to be sorry. I know you crossed that finish line, but I don't play fair, and I'm gonna kill you anyway. Mm-hmm. And that that that's kind of what I found very intriguing about the movie are the rules that they set up. You know, every twenty three, every twenty third spring for twenty three days, it gets to eat. Yep pretty basic right i mean it's yep. it's very borderline um stephen king's it uh with the creature only coming back every so many years and, and feasting upon the children i'm i'm sure that the you know the, the writer director pulled some inspiration from that if he didn't i'll be very shocked maybe some lovecraftian inspiration uh, yeah somewhere but I'll, I'll always give this movie a solid five out of five stars just because the pure enjoyment that i take away from it every year that i watch it around halloween uh and and, and now that we know a little bit you know more about it i mean this movie's complete work of fiction right i mean come on who, who would do such things correct yeah i mean what crazy psychopath person would ever hurt another human being in any foul way you know, I just don't know. But you know what? I, I think we should hop back into the audio vehicle. Okay. Let, let's take a drive up to the state of Coldwater, Michigan, right? Ooh, cold, oh. Good old Coldwater, Michigan. It's Easter Sunday, okay? Let me, okay? let me paint this picture for you. It's Easter Sunday. Ray and Maria Thornton are out on a lovely drive right after church, okay? They're right out of the church, praising the Lord, all that stuff. They're driving along a beautiful straightaway, and suddenly they're passed by a van doing some excessively high speeds. 
Maria and Ray thought nothing more about this van other than, oh, these people, they're, they're, in, a, they're in a rush. They're in a hurry to get somewhere fast, right? Mm-hmm. Right. A few miles down that road, they pass an old school. As Maria looks out the window, she sees a man stuffing a large bloody sheet down a drain pipe. Do you know where I'm going with this? I'm going to guess that the van that was traveling at very high speeds was the one they passed, and it was the van parked at the school. Yeah. Van was parked right outside of the school. Actually, it was tucked between two water tanks, I believe. Now, already, what what does one do in a situation like this? When, when, you, when you are Ray and Maria, and you're driving across the road, and you see this, what do you do? You know, that's actually a very hard question to answer because, you know, sitting here listening, I'm like, oh, I would call the police. But it's like. Oh, this is this is in the 90s. So exactly. there's no cell phones. There's no yeah. cell. This is 90. Actually, I think this may have been an 80. This may have been 89, 91, somewhere in okay. that time frame. So cell like, phones were definitely not a, a pinnacle. It's like, you know, it's hard to make that kind of decision when you're not in the situation firsthand. You know, 100%. I could be a, I could be an armchair quarterback all day, but <laughs> if I'm not there, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, honestly, I would be like, well, that's weird, and I keep on driving and not stop till I get to where I'm going. Well, at this point, Ray decides I'm gonna keep driving. You know, okay. they, they they drive past this scene. They're like, I'm not even gonna put up with this. Ray's a smart man he's Mm -hmm. he's the guy that survives the horror movie right Ray is he's the guy soon after that that same van pulls up right behind them and tailgates them for two straight miles two miles of tailgating them right so Ray was playing it smart yeah but sometimes you just can't no matter what you do you just can't outrun the assailant you just can't so Ray decides hey you know I'm turning off I'm going to turn off somewhere. I'm going to report this. Hopefully this guy doesn't follow me. Ray turns off. The van pulls over on the side of the road. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? Like, like, first of all, if I got something to hide and I've been tailgating these people, I don't think I'm going to pull off on the side of the road. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to keep going. That or I'm going to, as soon as they pull it off, I go a different direction. Exactly. So... At this point, you know, the van's on the side of the road. Ray decided to turn off. He eventually comes to the conclusion in his head, hey, I'm turning back. I, I'm, we got to go back. We got to find out what, what this person dumped back there. We've got to report this. So he turns around, and on their way back, they see the man in the van changing his license plate out. And as Maria looks out of her window, she can see blood stains all over the passenger side door because this moron had decided to leave his door open as he was changing his tags. That's yeah, smart. Yeah, and well, it, it makes sense that um, a man like that would, you know, do something <laughs> like that. Exactly. I mean, he was probably in a panic. Out of all honesty, oh, uh, yeah. as, as far as I could tell, he was just completely panicked. Now, now here's something that I find interesting: the tags, right? This is very interesting because at the beginning of the, the, the movie Jeepers Creepers, the siblings are actually playing the license plate game. 
and the creepers tags just so happen to read beating you spelled B E A T N G U roughly translates to be eating you really love this movie. <laughs> it's that's, uh, you know, like the, some of the attention to detail and not, not just, you know, character, but just in like supporting, um, artifacts, um, props maybe, but I mean, especially when you pop over to the second movie, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about there. Especially like in the very first scene, basically, um, you like you have to pay attention very close to the first movie and the second movie to understand this one little tiny scene. Um, but yeah, it's like that. Just that alone. I mean, just the beat. You know, beating you basically is like. You know, it's, it's just it's just so clever. It is clever. Like I, I absolutely love that. So anyway, back back to our real story here. So after seeing the mystery man changing his license plates, our, our friends Ray and Maria, they decide to do the one thing that white folk love to do. That's investigate. They drive all the way back down to that school to find that blood-soaked blanket. And they finally made the decision to report it to the authorities. So they, they saw it. They picked it up. I don't know if they picked it up. From, from what I gather, they, they poked it with a fucking stick. Pardon my French, but they, they, they poked it with a stick. And he's like, oh, this is definitely blood. And... You know, I mean, at that point, it's like, I don't think I would go back to, to this. I don't think I would have the guts to go back. Don't worry. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, you just poke with a stick. Hey, this, this is blood. You know, oh, yes, this is definitely blood. It's like, yeah, okay. Still, I wouldn't go back. Like, I, I just, I can't bring myself to, to put myself in that, that dangerous situation or a family member in that situation. Now... The film versus real life comparisons kind of stop there. That that that's kind of where we we draw the line. I can. <clears throat> I, I'm hoping that would be. something I <laughs> if it goes any further than that, I mean, I'm like, I want I want to know the dude that was this based off of. If it was like, you know, this is a full like based on a true story, like completely mm. through. Hundred percent. So so it turns out the mystery man was a father of three. His name was uh, Dennis. Uh, can never pronounce his last name. I always stumble on this. Depew, Depay. It's Depew, I believe. Depew, Dennis Depew. Yeah, it's French. It turns out that Dennis had been kind of going through a rough patch in his marriage for the past eighteen years, and the, you know all of that fighting, scraping, cussing, cursing, all that crap led to a divorce. Dennis's wife Marilyn had, you know, stated to her friends and family that things had been kind of not working out for them. And Marilyn was the one that actually presented him with the papers to file for the divorce. <clears throat> so Dennis uh, was granted limited custody over his kids and just so happened on that dark Easter morning. That's when it all went south. Dennis showed up to pick up those kids. The kids didn't want to go, man. The, the kids just didn't want to go. So Marilyn kind of became involved in the situation. She She took the lead and she made the ultimate sacrifice because... Dennis tossed her ass down a flight of stairs. <laughs> and, that, and that was, you know, that was just the start of it. Yeet. Yeah, just, just yeeted her ass down the stairs. So Dennis told the kids, you know, he, he just picks up this lifeless body, basically. I don't think she was quite dead yet at this point. But Dennis. Oh, so just, she wishes she was. I was probably, she was probably paralyzed. And at least that's what I think. 
you know, Dennis is picking this this lifeless body up and he's just carrying it up the stairs saying, oh, I'm going to take her to a hospital. And he's in a rush, man, like because he knows he just committed a murder. And he, he just instead of taking her to a hospital, he takes her to an isolated area area. Sorry. And he shoots her in the back of the head. What? And then he just dumps the body out. Like in the middle of a, a ditch. And I'm not making this up. This is all true stuff. You can look it up yourselves. Um, now Dennis is like, don't worry. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm a doctor now. She's, so she's, you know. she's not a horse. I mean, but <laughs> I, that's, I, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. She seemed like the most mentally healthy person at that moment. So she fell down the stairs. Got to put her down. <sighs> so he just loads up the shotgun and bam. I don't know if it was a shotgun, but, um, now, if you ever see photographs of Dennis, you'll see what I mean firsthand when I say this guy looks damn eerie. There's something about him that is just off. And when you compare his picture with that of the creeper in the film, there, it's it's the imagery is there. Oh, wow. And yeah. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at his picture right now. Uh-huh. Um, so, oh Lord, yeah, this dude is creepy, creepy looking. Yeah, I, I mean, and I the the photo you can Google it yourself. Just just go into Google and Google Dennis Depew. De, De, De I keep saying Dupree, uh, Dennis Depew, and uh. His wife wasn't much of a looker either, so I'll just go out on a limb and say that. Rest her soul. But it was just – there's just something off about this man. And can, I say, can I say something messed up real quick? No, go ahead. That, that's what this is for. We're, we're okay. having fun here. We're on a road trip. So is this picture that's on um, wickedhorror.com mm-hmm. of him and his wife. Now, was that taken after he threw her down the steps? <laughs> I mean, she she looks very well to just hit, just you know, to, to she, be needed. But she, uh, I'll say this: they look like they were meant for each other. And he just uh, someone should, you know, aborted him or something early age. He just looks like oh, this. Was he, gonna, he just looks like the type of guy this is eventually going to happen to. He's a monster. Like, like I mean, this guy. Come on, I mean. So, uh, uh, without further ado, though, let, let, let's hop back into the wagon. Let, let's drive back down to Florida for a minute, right? And I, I just want to go over some details. The, the, the film shares a very haunting sim- similarity to the story. I have to ask you, do you think the director drew inspiration from this? Now, I, here's the thing. I couldn't find any documentation saying that he truly did. Maybe I didn't get to look hard enough, but I've never verbally heard him say, yeah, I was inspired by the the Depew murders, uh, which I believe was first uh, brought to the public's attention via Unsolved Mysteries. There's no way that these two stories aren't connected. Just at least because, I mean, it's Van... And van and real story, mm-hmm. old, old, old van work truck thingy and movie. Okay, yeah. For one, um, two bloody sheet throwing throwing down in a hole basically. Um, 
following people. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that has to be. I'm sorry, but like to, to me, that just that has to be. Do you believe that Salva based the looks of the creeper a little bit off of uh, Depew? Again, I, I I can't say that he didn't, and I can't say that he did, but I'm yeah. In, in my gut, it's like, yep. The, the, what's so fascinating about this story is the the similarities are, are just the, they're all there, right? But they're all over the place at the same time. And, and near the end of this this road trip that we're taking here, I things are are gonna get a little weirder, and and I, I promise you they will. But I, I'll, I'll say this: I've always been fascinated with the film's villain. I personally feel that the creeper is one of the last real iconic movie monsters that has ever been created from scratch. I would literally rank him up there right with, with Freddy, Jason, Chucky, Myers, all of those guys. You don't see movie monsters anymore. Mm-mm. And w- when you do see them, they're just rehashings of the ones that came before. Mm-hmm. As I stated earlier in the show, I, I don't think that the director should be praised by any means, but I do appreciate the artwork that he put into that movie monster because I mean, you tell me, you tell me one movie monster within the last 20 years since this movie has come out that can rival that of the Creeper. That is iconic, associated with Halloween in any shape, form, or fashion. You probably can't, because you know why? It doesn't exist. Well, not that. Even if it does exist, it wasn't It, it wasn't anything spectacular enough to uh, stick, you know? Exactly. So, like... This movie's been out, you know, <clears throat> 19 years now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, without even looking at his picture, I can I can envision what the Creeper looks like in my head. It's haunting. Yeah, same thing with, like you said, Chucky, Myers, Jason, Freddy, all those people, all those characters. I can envision their exact looks in my head. And that's, you know, that's because they're iconic. Yeah, exactly. There's very, nothing else. Very iconic. Exactly. There's nothing else in my – the only other one I think – and it was it's not really a it's not really a creature, but it would be the the pig head from the Saw movies. I think or not the Saw not the pig the pig head, but also Jigsaw, the little uh the puppet toy. I, I see what you're saying. Jigsaw's close. Yeah. Um I would say Jigsaw does rank up there somewhere just because of the sheer praise that's associated with the films. Because there are a select group of people out there who actually do enjoy the torture porn films. Yeah. Um you know, as I stated before, it, it ain't me, but I'm glad someone can get enjoyment out of those because why else would they make nine of these damn movies? <laughs> so you're right, though. Um, I, I think he's a, he's a close tie. He's a close tie. Um, now, before we pull the car into the old hotel for the night, we have to close up the bases here with old Dennis now, don't we? Because, I mean, this man just shot someone and got away with it. This means we're going to be taking a pit stop down to old Dallas, Texas for for now. And, and, and I'll, say, I'll say this. For about a year, this man went missing. So we just had a guy shoot a lady in the head, throw her down a flight of stairs, not in that order. <laughs> and he got away with it. He went missing for a year. Now, granted, this was the 90s, and I know that, you know, detectives, uh, oh, I wouldn't say detectives, but technology 
was yeah. definitely not as advanced as it was now to be able to catch somebody in the, in the matter of like an hour. But this is this is where where shit I think really starts to get a little interesting. The night the episode of Unsolved Mysteries aired, right? Uh, <laughs> continuing the events depicted from the story, a couple named Hank and Mary Queen had a sudden shock to the foundation of their relationship. So Mary had noticed that Hank was behaving a little off, saying that he was about to be leaving soon to visit his sick mother. As soon as Hank left Mary, that's when the puzzle kind of clicked. Hank Queen turned out to actually be Dennis. Dennis Depew. The episode put a big red target on his back because now everybody had seen it. Everybody knew who this man was. He was faking a new name under Hank Queen, living in the middle of Dallas, Texas. Of course, eventually the authorities caught up with Dupuy. I call him Dupuy. It's Dupuy. Why do I always keep calling him Dupree? Ah, but after a high-speed chase, Dennis took his own life. Man just offed himself. Can you imagine living with a, 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 a killer and not even knowing it? Okay, hold up. So yeah, yeah, he was living under the name Hank, whatever. Hank Queen, yeah. Okay. So he was watching the show with his wife, I guess you could say at the time. Correct. And that's when she noticed it. She she noticed it. So I because he was acting full, strange. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't go into the extreme details because the, it is quite a bit of information. But you can you can research this yourself. Um. Apparently, I don't know if, if Hank or Dennis was actually watching the episode himself or if he just caught wind that the episode had aired. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a theory personally that he was still in touch with his mother, and I'll get to that later on in the episode maybe. Um, but here's here's why. Um, he was asking her to pack him some sandwiches, and he was trying to distract her from watching the television. So that that's that's the weird thing about it. It seemed like every time that she would try to watch the episode, he was doing something to be like, hey, 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 no, 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 I need your eyes over here. Um, I mean, th- this could range any, you know, between anything from pulling his dick out to God knows what, but he was basically just distracting her at any cost. Um, I have a theory that uh, Depew was still in touch with his family members because. How else would he have caught wind so quick, you know, like other than people there in Texas? TV guide. TV guide. <laughs> Damn TV guide. For you youngsters out there, it used to come in a little book form, a little pamphlet book form, and you had to flip through every single page to find the day you're wanting to watch whatever show was coming out for that day. Yeah, man. Or or if you go to channel twenty four for me back back in the old state. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just watch the, the the TV Guide channel, which was a thing at one point. Um. So yeah, I mean it's crazy that you know that Mary Queen she was living with uh, Dennis this whole time, and little did she know she could have been a uh, victim number two. And uh, honestly, I don't I don't know what she found what she saw in this man to begin with. I mean, you want to talk about a face only a mother could love. Whew, look no further than Dennis Depew. So there you go. One day I'll get his fucking name right. 
Uh, once again, I apologize. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. No. But now here's the thing, people. If you if you're brave enough, if you want to go see these crime scenes for yourself, you can at least pay a visit to the schoolhouse. Um, here's what I find really fascinating. Life sometimes likes to imitate art. And in 2017, uh, the school where the bloody sheets had been stowed uh, was attempted to be burned down, from what I could see. Um, just like in the movie, in the in the mm-hmm. movie, the, the the actual uh, church that that he was keeping the bodies in was burnt to the ground. Uh, so I, I thought that was very fascinating. Um, once again, you know, sometimes life just imitates art, and and it's eerie, and, and that's enough to send chills down my damn spine. I don't know about you, but. Freaks me out a little bit. Uh, the building, as far as I know, did survive, though. It, it still stands. It's owned by uh, Dave Hubber of uh, Cold, the, the Coldwater Township in Michigan. Uh, I, I did pull up two different names, actually, when I was trying to do a little bit more research on it. It may be owned by a man by the name of Chuck Shimp. Um, like I said, it was a few research, you know, deep dives, and I, I pulled up two names. So either one of these gentlemen may just give you a, a tour of the, the environment. As far as I know, um, he's been letting people, you know, YouTubers go and, and visit the location as long as you have his permission. So I say go for it. Go visit this this creepy-ass church that the real-life story was based on and, and, and see it for yourself. Just Just get in there, enjoy it for what it's worth before somebody tries to torture this place. Um, it, it is insane. It's 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 absolutely insane to me. And uh, you you can actually find this uh, on South Snow Prairie Road and the West South Road in Branch County, Michigan. Those are the crossroads. I wasn't able to get the exact address because the school has actually been unlisted for a few years. Uh, but but those are the crossroads. Once again, those crossroads are South Snow Prairie Road and West. Southern Road in Branch County, Michigan. You can actually do a quick uh, Google Maps of that, and it'll take you straight to the location. So mark that on the map for all those road trip aficionados out there. Give it a shot. See what you think. Let me know. Let us know. We, we yeah, want to hear back. Um, if you want to visit any of the film locations, specifically if you want to visit the House of Pain, it unfortunately burned down. <laughs> so once again, life uh. imitating art, imitating art. Um, the, the the actual church uh, where where they they shot the uh, the House of Pain scene was burnt to the ground, and uh, a lot of people have their own theories on why it was burnt down. I think it probably has something to do with Salva's criminal convicted past. I could see that. Um, that that's probably most likely what it was. There are a ton of videos of individuals actually going out to these locations and. Uh, the, the grounds are still there. Uh, the, the only thing left of the church, as far as I know, is just a pipe kind of sticking out of the ground. But it's still pretty cool, nonetheless. Just just to be there, be in the presence of, of an awesome piece of cinema history. Uh, you can still go to the location. It's at 3602 Southwest 110th Avenue. And that is between Donella and Ocala, Florida. That is the exact address. If you type that in, it is going to pull you right up to the the exact spot where that church was and where that church burnt down. And, uh, you know, like I said, it may not be exactly what you're looking for, but if you're in the area, you still got plenty of more filming locations to visit. 
from the entire movie. I mean, it's just one big straightaway road. I mean, hands down, it's insane. Like, so much stuff. So just just go down there. Go to Ocala, Florida. Get a Day to Remember ticket. Go see the band. (laughs) (laughs) And just enjoy your time down there while while you're visiting these Jeepers Creepers filming locations. So that brings our gas hand to the E-Mark on this lovely trip across the state. So let's pull into the rest stop until next time. And uh, we'll wind down for the night. We'll we'll rest those ear, weary heads. And uh, Ronnie, do you have anything to add before we close out the show? Uh, watch the movies, guys. If you have not seen the movies and you just listen to this trying to get like a sort of a background, I applaud you, but you're definitely missing out. Oh, hands down. Go go watch those movies. Like I said, you don't have to appreciate the man. Just appreciate the art and uh, do yourself a favor and check that. Check those movies out. And you know what? Fuck it. Watch the third one too, just because. Why not? Why not? If you're already in for a penny, in for a pound, just do it. Just do it. All right, guys. Until next time.